previously on your favorite Dungeons and Dragons podcast, The Legion of Renob. So, without knowing it, uh, Tony is smashing his character against mine, which is Dragonface the Dragonborn. <laughs> My backstory is uh, I dealed in dwarf slavery. <laughs> <laughs> and now a very special episode where Chris's character Dragonface apologizes for everything he's ever done. actually have a message for the fans. Um, we've had a long ride together, and I know there's someone here who has something to say to you all. It's me, Dragon Face. I just want you all to know that I've done some bad things in the past. I know it. You know it. We all know it. So I'd like to make a big apology statement to all of you individually. I'm just kidding. It's a group. <laughs> <laughs> For starters, slavery is bad. They tell you it's good in school, but it turns out nobody's happy about it. <laughs> so don't enslave your dwarves. <laughs> Secondly, I think I killed a lot of people in season one. Many who did not deserve it. And many because Chris didn't know how to play this game. <laughs> I didn't know how to play this game. I thought everyone was a target. That's true. <laughs> So Nicholas Cage, my bad. <laughs> Hookers in that house, y'all do not be evil, but my bad. <laughs> Those Johns that burned to death, my bad. <laughs> right, there were a bunch of Johns in there. <laughs> that um, oh yeah, that guy I killed in Japan. I'm not sorry. <laughs> he had it coming. <laughs> but to his family, my bad. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot in season two, but uh, we're not going to go into the details there. But I just want to say one more. Welcome to Potty Doo, Where Are You, the number one Scooby-Doo fan cast, where it turns out we were the crooked real estate agent the whole time. Today we'll be discussing the third episode of the second season, Scooby's Night with a Frozen Fright. And for our viewers who haven't listened to this podcast before, uh, Winston, would you like to explain the Potty Doo, what that, the two parts stand for? Oh, yeah, you do get a lot of mail about that. It's yeah. It's P-O-P-T-Y, guys, We've been over this about a hundred times, but I feel it needs to be mentioned about one more. If you're listening to this on iTunes, you should be able to see how it's written out. <laughs> but it is P O D Y. D is in dog. Like, like do. Yeah, because like, Scooby Doo is a dog. Also, P O D, like podcast. It sounded really good at the time. So, I'm your host. I voted against it, for the record. <laughs> I'm your host, Winston. I'm wearing an ascot. Now, going around the table, who are you, and what are you wearing? Do I really have to say this? We do it every week. Okay. I'm Clark and I'm wearing a humiliating dog costume. <laughs> I'm Tony. I'm wearing a mask 
of that other guy, but then under that mask <laughs> is another mask of the other other guy, but under that mask is me, and I'm a crooked real, real estate agent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Chris. I'm wearing nothing. <laughs> Ooh, the controversial Scooby-Doo episode. <laughs> I'm, I'm Tyler. I'm wearing a ghost mask. I'm trying to scare everyone. The, it's really terrifying. It's working! Ah! He's wearing nothing but the ghost mask. <laughs> Zoinks! It's not on his head. Well, it is on one of his <laughs> Alright, so next part of our show is the plot synopsis. Guys, when are we going to do the Johnny Bravo episode? I really want to do that. That's why I signed up for this We go chronologically, so we have at least four more years. <laughs> no! Okay, I guess we'll talk about this shit show. When we get back to Ed, Ed, and Eddie, then I'm interested. <laughs> they didn't cross over Scooby-Doo, right? No. no, of course not. No. Exactly. We're fans. We have to do Batman this. and Robin did, I think, at one point. Yeah. Multiple yeah, it was points. Adam West Batman. Crazy. So yeah, continuing Plot on. Synopsis. Please go starts ahead. aboard a very spooky boat. You know, I don't have to say spooky because Scooby Doo. Uh, everything, sweet. everything has the adjective uh, sco- spooky in front of it, or Scooby. So there's a boat with a frozen ice block with a caveman in it, and the ropes holding the caveman there snap in the storm, sending him into the ocean. Which we learned later never happened. <laughs> Yeah, that actually no, that it, it does happen. No, it, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. Inspi- yeah, he read about it in the paper, which inspired more on that later. <laughs> we cut to Mystery Inc. Scooby and the gang fishing on a beach, as they do because they're hippies and don't have jobs. <laughs> and Shaggy manages to pull out the frozen caveman. By a fishing line. Mind you, this is a like eight foot tall block of ice. <laughs> For those who haven't seen the show, would you say Shaggy is especially buff? I mean, maybe. <laughs> Do doobies make you swole? <laughs> my, my pastor says it just makes you weak. Maybe, maybe he just had a Scooby snack. Go oh, I have a question about Scooby Snacks later we'll in the get, segment. We'll get to that. Yeah. Can we? Can, all right. But, but I, I remember, see, I'm the biggest Scooby-Doo fan here, obviously. I remember watching the marathon um, of Scooby-Doo, uh, which it was the gang. This was back in 1999, I want to say. It was the gang doing the mar- marathon on Boomerang, and they talked about how uh, Shaggy was a vegetarian and didn't eat meat. Yeah. That, that cannot not be true. Not true. Not true at all. Not true. He eats bologna like yeah. on the rag. Yes. I will say that is inspired by his voice actor Casey Kasem, famous DJ, who said that he would only voice him if he was a vegetarian because Casey is also a vegetarian. So can so, I just say <laughs> I, believe, <laughs> I believe it might have been a mistranslation with animators because I don't know if you guys could tell Hanna Barbera doesn't usually care about continuity or <laughs> animation or quality. <laughs> this is important to me. We'll well, move on. on from that, but it's a straight lie. Hannah Barber's lying to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's conspiracy. Casey Kasem, if you're still alive, he's <laughs> lying to you, Casey. He is not. No. no. <laughs> also, voices Megatron, who quit the show after they named a Middle Eastern country Car Carbomistan. In, in Scooby Doo. And no, <laughs> no, he did not play Megatron in Scooby Doo. I meant Carbomistan. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be the same universe. <laughs> oh, sweet lord. So, 
Velma, of course, being a nerd, has read that the caveman fell off the boat. <laughs> She's and stupid in this in this one too. They're all pretty stupid. She <laughs> Fred is. Spe- I have a bone to pick with Fred as I usually do, especially this episode though. Oh, more it's his old later. Fred rant every week. Uh, so the gang goes to Ocean World, which is definitely not a parody of anything. Ocean Land, uh, just. Oh, I thought it was You're, Ocean World because instead of Sea, you are wrong. It is land. It is Ocean oh, Land. Sea World. It yeah, turns I, got out I took up. real great notes. Let's find out who's right. You ready? I think it's Chris. Yeah, As usual. Yeah, I got sense. it mixed up. Ocean land. Ding, yeah. ding, ding. Not, not sea, not world. Much like the famous malt shop that they went to. Oh, <laughs> I actually have that written down. Um, I have that. I laughed twice in this episode. The first one was when they cut to malt shop. Uh, so, also in my notes, I when they pull up the caveman, Scooby and Shaggy are scared of the caveman. Why? It's a caveman. I would. I will admit, if I fished a caveman made of ice out of the ocean, you know, maybe I would be. I would be a little turned <laughs> oh, off man, by that. Catching up to. Though, yeah, I just said it might be a, like if I thought it was a corpse because this in this world it is not a corpse. It is alive to them. They're I just mean, like, oh, if we unfreeze this, this thing comes alive, right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> And that we can't let that happen. <laughs> I also want to mention that it's kind of important, and of course you all know this, but this is um, one of the few Scooby-Doo episodes that we watched that starts in daylight. I see someone else went to the trivia page of Scooby-Pedia. No, no, uh, the audience doesn't know that. <laughs> we see don't, like don't, jump on, don't jump on those other, other trivia things, because it's what I have written down. <laughs> Also, apparently, like, the human race got smaller from cavemen as opposed to larger from cavemen, because this dude was, like, eight feet tall. I didn't even think about that. Uh, well, I don't think Hannah Barber did their research. Not was cool. Wikipedia around back then? Well, <laughs> they invented it. I don't know. It was really poor quality, though, before the current runner took it over. <laughs> Alright, so they take it to Ocean Land. Because, which I have a bone to pick with. Which is the local... <laughs> Wait, we it, found this caveman frozen in ice. Let's, let's bring him, him to the marine <laughs> biologists who take care of Shamu. Local no security to see amusement park. I could be Two wrong, but working. I think they call him an anthropologist, but he works in a sea, sea, resort, or a sea amusement park. I, it's written on the Wikipedia page because they point out the same thing. I'm pretty sure it's marine biologists that are those guys. Yes. And therefore, have no business taking care of a caveman. <laughs> According to Velma, what, six million year old caveman? I think she said. That's <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's a million Belmont, I'm sorry to say, <laughs> you're not smart. Well, you know, we evolved from fish, right? So, <laughs> someone who studies fish would know this ancient human. I know we're cutting ahead for like a minute ahead from where we're at, but I would like to say, later in the episode, everyone is shocked when the heater melts the ice. Like, oh my god, they put that clearly next to the heater. Yes. It was here it was heater there first, then ice block, not the other way around. Yeah, they didn't move the heater too. So I, I don't know why they were surprised that happened. Okay. So oh, wow. so after dropping off uh the frozen caveman with two doctors, a Dr. Wayne and a Dr. Ingstrom, the gang retires to the malt shop. And, alright, like I said, this was one of my last, just because I'm... <laughs> the famous malt shop. I, it, I'm like, this is 
what people say to make fun of Scooby-Doo. Oh, we go with the old mole chop. <laughs> I don't know. It was just so bizarre. I have a I comment on the mole chop is... that mm-hmm. made me just question what was going on. We're assuming they were on vacation, right? Judging by the first scene. I think they're always on vacation because they don't have jobs. Well, like all unemployed people, and am I right? they steal all the food from the fridge. That's how they sustain themselves. <laughs> they rob a bunch of hippies that steal. No, man, we're like on a, a mystery, man. Let's raid the fridge, though. <laughs> Back to my original point. Let's assume they're on vacation to okay. World, basically. Yeah. In mm-hmm. wherever. They go back to the malt shop that they're always at in whatever city they're always at. Then they return again back to SeaWorld. Is it possibly a chain? I guess it could be. It looks like a very classic, like, (laughs) this is our malt shop in this one specific city. But I'm just saying, unless they drove like 40 miles back for whatever Fred forgot. Oh, well, actually, it was Shaggy Shaggy. forgot his reel in Ocean Land. Which raises the question, why did he bring his fishing line and reel into... The amusement park. That was the, I think that was the dumbest part of this episode. <laughs> I need to, like, go back to Ocean Land to get my fishing pole, which I left there for, like, no reason. Is it possible he left, like, his stash there and he didn't want to, like, tell everyone in the mall shop? He's like, hey! They were in that place for about five minutes. And I, I, I <laughs> he had his fishing line there. I don't remember having that on the no, first time. No, he didn't. So. They, they just <laughs> said it. Like, why would he... Bring it in and not leave it in the mystery machine. Very. But let's let's th- talk, think about this for a second. Um, there are two people. We'll we'll get to the big reveal of who's the bad guy in a second. There are two people there. Doctor Wayne and Doctor Engstrom. Right. Um, if the mystery gang did not come back, one of those people would have been murdered. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's dark. <laughs> well, more on that. I have a lot of notes about that specific plot point. Oh boy! I would you want me to save it for later? Or you want me to go I'd into it now? Probably save it. For All later. right, nobody take my glory. We'll get through the plot synopsis. Then right. we can talk about the. We're not even halfway through with the plot synopsis. <laughs> oh, so we're almost there. And I believe as they leave the malt shop, it cuts back to the two scientists hanging out with the frozen caveman. And in the back, well, in the background, it shows a gloved hand. Turn on the heater, melting the ice block. And then it instantly cuts back to the two scientists. And when I say instantly, I mean... Like, if anyone has seen The Flash, (laughs) there's no way a person can move this fast to where the two scientists are. If you've seen The Flash, though... He probably would move that a lot slower than this man because because he forgets he can go fast. Because at one point, flash tangent, he outruns a actual lightning bolt, and in another tangent, gets the shit kicked out of him by a normal guy who punches him while he's running. So moving back to Scooby Doo, continuity in Scooby Doo is a lot better than Flash. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so. So, uh, Someone could... call me the reverse. <laughs> That's a terrible Scooby Doo. Didn't you use ours? Ooh, we oh. might have to not cut that because we'll keep that forever. <laughs> so, so there are two characters, and uh, there. Let me talk about this for a second. There are two characters in basically besides the unnamed sheriff. There are two oh, yeah. characters. My favorite character in this, <laughs> uh, and th- those characters are Doctor Wayne and. Dr. Engstrom. So, they are... There is no mystery here. You know of two people that it could be? 
And he doesn't point to either of them because you know nothing about either of their motivations. I'm sorry, this is our 20th episode of Pootie Doo, Where Are You? We go through this every week. It's (laughs) Pootie Doo! Talking about things we go through every week. You make me come here every week. (laughs) To my giant Scooby-Doo theme basement. (laughs) Just so I can get to the Johnny Bravo episode. (laughs) I keep telling you, it's coming! No, shut up! (laughs) So, yeah, um, by not really expanding on their characters... It does make it a lot harder, mystery. <laughs> Especially considering the fact that a gloved hand appears while those two are talking. Yeah. So I think one of them is Mr. Fantastic. So, so for context, <laughs> do they see the gloved hand? Who sees no, the gloved hand? No, it is only the viewers see it. Okay. And then it pans over to the two people. Okay. Wait, it wait, is back. their back is Even though it was one of them. Wait, are they talking during yeah. that? That's insane! No, it, they begin talking when it cuts to them. Pans or pans to them. Oh, yeah, pans, no. not cut. That's important because a cut, could be, you could be like, maybe. Okay, yeah, no, it was a pan. <laughs> like a good, like, two-second pan. So, yeah, I like hard mysteries because this is a kid's show, but as an adult, I can appreciate it. As so, a 45-year-old man that I am. I want to shout, shout out to someone. I want to shout out to Don Messick, uh, the voice of Scooby-Doo. He was also, I'm sure you've read the credits, he was also the voice of the sheriff and Professor <laughs> Engstrom. Wow. He's got a range. Um, when I don't do this stupid voice, I sound like a normal white guy. <laughs> and what kind of what kind of dog is he? Uh, dog? <laughs> no, in real life. Like, what kind of dog is he? <laughs> he does an amazing human voice. Okay, so let's, okay, so we're at the conversation. Uh, one of the, one of the, the goobers just turned on the heater. We won't tell you until the end, but one of the goobers just turned on the heater. So, uh, who wants to be, um, uh, Professor Wayne and who wants to be Professor Ingstrom? I want to be Wayne. Okay. Should I be Ingstrom? Yes. Okay. So, um, uh, Professor, uh, uh, Wayne is like... I've got some stuff to do. And Professor Ingstrom... I was supposed to be Wayne, for one thing. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and he also, he also made that line completely wrong. He says... Okay, please. <clears throat> Let me get my Wayne on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have some... um Researching... To do. Yeah. That was flawless. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I could be Wayne in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, the eventual night with a frozen fright. So, so Professor, <laughs> Professor Wayne uh, is sitting there at the desk. Well, Professor Ingstrom is like a foot out the door. He's like, oh yeah, I got to go do something outside. <laughs> See, it's a perfect mystery. They're both suspects. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a running joke between the two of them. Hey, Every time we end a shift, just act like you're doing something really suspicious. I'll do the same. It'll be really funny. I have to use the bathroom. I have to get my car washed. So, we need to close over something I want to talk about. When they drop the K-Man... When they drop the K-Man off initially, Professor Ingstrom... Oh, uh, is like, could you imagine if we could bring the caveman back to life and everyone's all good with that? Yeah. Well, it was after Scooby said, we can't allow that. Daphne is, 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Zelda? Yeah, da- no, Daphne. No, no. Daphne's the smart one. She's supposed to be. She doesn't raise an eyebrow to that. No, She's Velma's. Like, Velma. Velma. That's what I said. Oh fuck! Fuck! You can tell she has a thick glasses. Even like I, total I, Jelly I, Bravo face. <laughs> You've done how many episodes? You still remember her name? <laughs> you know what they say about Johnny Bravo fans? <laughs> Sassy. Um, so <laughs> Velma. Velma's like, Velma doesn't raise a fucking eyebrow with the guy saying, oh yeah, we're gonna bring this shit back to life. <laughs> Could you imagine it? <laughs> Both those scientists are completely cool with it. Okay, I'd like to interject a point to that, which I've been meaning to say for, oh, <laughs> since I've watched it. Well, we're turning it basically into discussing every part think, of it, which is working is out a, fine. Is, is Not how we usually system. handle it, but it's working out. Yeah. Well, listen to the last 19 episodes. This is this is new for us. We're, we're trying to usually get we get the full plot synopsis and we talk about each part. This time, I think we're just going to have to... We can't gloss over some of this stuff. <laughs> I, Send us an email if this new... Format is working for you. Yeah, that's Otherwise, it. we'll switch it back next week. Yes. That is um, Potty Do. Where are you? Uh, question mark at Scooby Doo Fancast dot gov. Visit yes. got that URL. <laughs> <laughs> Visit our Tinder and our Backpage account. It is full of furries. Um, <laughs> Look at this Scooby Doo costume I got. It looks just like him, and it's got a convenient zipper on the crotch. <laughs> also, a weird zipper do on the me, butt. Do me do. Do me do Moving on to my point, Clark just brought up the interesting point of the scientist says, uh, can you imagine if we brought him back to life? As if it was some kind of like deep, you know, scientific process. Yeah. In theory, yes, I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. At all. <laughs> I'm, I'm glossing over that entirely, which is its own point. But what they do to simulate this thing being brought back to life is flip the switch on a like a space heater, <laughs> which is apparently set to magma which isn't level. In a freezer. Yeah, that, that'll work. That heat that heater should be doing nothing. How dumb were people in the fifties? This is the seventies. How dumb were people in the fifties? <laughs> Real dumb. This episode premiered September twenty sixth, nineteen seventy. Thank you. I wanted to have a segment or our usual segment of interesting things that happened on in that week. Nothing interesting happened. <laughs> I'll say that. But that's every week, though. Nothing interesting happened. Then the Vietnam War started in one of those. No. <laughs> that was well before. Did it end in one of those? Yeah, I believe you're thinking 1946. <laughs> that's not true. Some folks have September 24th, 1946 was the first episode of Scrappy-Doo. <laughs> Whoa. He premiered before Scooby-Doo. Look it up, people. The precursor race. Oh, All right. Okay, so, so I, we got about ten minutes before we go to break. So let's let's get right. <laughs> <What? laughs> Do we? Yeah. Let's. We are, we have been going for twenty minutes though, guys. Oh god. Let's continue okay. the plot. Yeah. 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 Let's keep going. Um, so the gang gets there and they find the both scientists are now missing and they find the melted ice block with the caveman gone. Dun dun dun. And we leave such a big audio jump. <laughs> Uh, so, from there, I believe they decide to look for the caveman. Correct. <laughs> for <laughs> some reason. They Another feel responsible plan. because they saved him. That's a Have real psychological thing, and I <laughs> applaud the writers for knowing that. Uh, if you save a person, you feel responsible for them afterwards. I also want to mention that... If I we bring this caveman to school, we'll be cool with all the girls. <laughs> I think it's because those guys were missing... <laughs> 
Also, probably that. That's probably the, the, Wait, the, the, and the doors bursted down by a fucking elephant. <laughs> Not yeah. an actual. Oh, there were yeah, metal it's doors. It's a big thing. Burst through. Okay, so yeah, a human. Keep that in mind, by the way. A yeah, human man. <laughs> spoilers, it's not, not a human in the costume. A human man burst down a <laughs> a freezer door with brute strength alone. Yeah, that never gets yeah. answered. A lot, doesn't it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, from there, do they go to the dock? Dock, yes. Dock. Dock okay. is next. And the they dock. see Professor Engstrom, who is the one with the mustache, which is not really good for a podcast. Um, he's down at the dock... Working a weird machine, which is communicating with a dolphin. To work this machine, this man talks into a microphone. So he knows how to speak dolphin, <laughs> which I think is a much bigger revelation than the actual machine. <laughs> he has learned the dolphin language. And this dolphin that he's talking to is, like, actually talking to him. So he's, like, got the in. He should rule the world by now. <laughs> <laughs> At least rule the seas. Yeah, in a, in a later season, had it not got canceled, he would be Poseidon, <laughs> and he would be taking over the mainland. <laughs> oh, why did it get canceled? All those unfulfilled plot lines. <laughs> um, I will say one of my notes: the dolphin noises really made my cat mad. <laughs> His ears got all flat. Um, so Scooby Doo really sneaks up on him. But oh, fuck then. That <laughs> that was really just filler. He makes oh, wait, a noise. Wait, 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 wait. Interjecting a spot. This is one of my Please. first Fred, like, rants, okay? For what Fred says to Scooby, by the way, they're all hiding behind this bush. We're assuming at this point, they're all like, wow, this guy's doing something real weird, right? And Fred... <laughs> He's into fish stuff. Clearly the strongest one of the group goes, yeah. hey, Dog, <laughs> go sneak up on that possibly murderer. Go, Why do they use police dogs? The guy, the buff guys are the ones with also, the guns. Also, they have no reason to like sneak up on this dude at this point. As the, Wiki- at all. the Wikipedia page points that out, that there's no reason to sneak up. He's just doing science stuff. Yeah, and they have no like they don't know he's a murderer. This is an escaped caveman. They could be. They should go up there and be like, "Hey, that caveman escaped." Oh yeah, were they looking for him? They were, no, they were looking for the scientist. Yeah, but he was one of the scientists, yeah. and he was gone. He they find him, him, and they're like, oh my god, he's, he's suspicious. Making walls he's he's doing clearly what he's paid to do. He's doing something with marine biology. That is his job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Fred, calm down. Calm down. We gotta move on. Okay, don't have go. Okay. Um, <laughs> then they go back inside, and... Okay, Shaggy tries to call the police at one point. I believe it's when they find the broken metal door. And I wrote, that's smart. Because they never try and call the police. Mm -hmm. But then he tries to use Scooby's face as a phone, and that was dumb. That was also in my notes, and I don't know... Yeah, he he had the cable in his mouth, and apparently that... I don't know the science behind it. I'm not a marine biologist. (laughs) What? What happens? But, uh, for the viewers, Scooby takes a telephone wire, puts it in his mouth, Therefore, causing his entire face to no, ring. he's holding it with his paw. Oh, that's right. But that still doesn't make any goddamn sense. Either way, okay. Regardless, Shaggy takes his nose and then talks into it because he cannot tell the difference between a phone and a dog's <laughs> nose. Shaggy is high as shit this entire time. I told you it wasn't a fishing pole. So, unfortunately, we are only seven minutes in because I wrote seven minutes in. Is there a monster? <laughs> and then, and then, literally the next second, a caveman starts chasing them, and I wrote, "LOL, yes." Okay, so something happens. Doctor Engstrom, I believe, 
enters into a shed to run away from this. So Scooby-Doo falls across a tarp and a bunch of buckets, mm-hmm. and he looks like a tarp bucket monster. <laughs> yes, And yes. so Dr. Ingstrom runs into a shed away from Scooby because he's, like, running at him and looks terrifying, and I honestly, I, I sympathize with him. He was Ingstrom. scarier than the caveman. He was scarier than the caveman. He goes into the shed. What comes out of the shed? The fucking caveman! <laughs> Hanna-Barbera, you're not clever! You ain't good! <laughs> yeah, but that's not the guy. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah, cut that. <laughs> Thanks, spoiler. 50 year old spoiler. Another red herring. <laughs> hey, numbskull! That's our sister podcast. A pup, a pup named Podcast. <laughs> That's a way better podcast name than what we got. <laughs> I just came up with, I had so many ideas for this. We've been doing this for three years. <laughs> we have to be more consistent. This is our only 20th episode. <laughs> Alright. Gotta go faster. Gotta um, go fast. Um, so the whole gang hides from everyone, and uh, Fred and the girls easily hide by just hanging off a door. The caveman opens the door and doesn't see them because they're on the other side of it. Scooby and Shaggy have a hilarious chase and have to hide as a, they pretend to be seals. And a Interjection. Uh, another Fred shout out. Uh, Fred <laughs> closes the door behind him. I'm tired of you hating on Fred. Closes the door behind him. Like, clearly, the monster, I guess, walks away, and Fred knows this somehow. His response is Hey, we should probably see whatever happened to Scooby and Shaggy. He's looking for their corpses. <laughs> as far as he knows, he. They were beamed to death by that monster. As far as he knows, he yeah. shut the door, trapping them outside to be pummeled to death by a caveman. <laughs> and also, of all the of all the monsters, of all the monsters we've gotten on these twenty episodes, the caveman uses a fucking weapon. He's not just running at him scary. Oh, really? This is not a ghost. This is a thing that is actually. Actually, at a murder, he destroyed spoiler, a metal door. A murderer yeah. is inside that caveman. <laughs> so they were being chased by a murderer with a weapon. Fred opens the door again and says, "Let's go look for them." Assuming the caveman is not standing on the other side of the door waiting for them, if, and he's not standing there, so assumably he went after Shaggy and Shoe, who are now dead, and, and they are there to retrieve their corpses. <laughs> we can at least give them a funeral at sea. We're right here, gang. All right, well, uh, hey Velma, why don't you go take care of those corpses? <laughs> Daddy, I'll go bang in his closet. <laughs> Velma, go gather the corpses. <laughs> and if you find any condoms, let me know. <laughs> Um, hey, it's the guy in the dog costume, Clark. Uh, I don't know why Winston's having me edit his pet project again, but, um, yeah, uh, we have another sponsor this week. Uh, I know we had six last week, but this week we have a, am I reading, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast? Yeah, I think that's right. That's weird that they're sponsoring this, but you know what? That's fine. Um, it's called A Quest for Magic and Steel. It's a podcast. Here, here's their ad.
a quest for magic and steel, a family-friendly adventure where six people play the tabletop game of Dungeons and Dragons. The Game Master, Amara, her sister, brother, dad, and two friends take on the roles of their characters as they voice act and use improv to tell the story of these misfit adventurers. If you like D&D, this is an easy must-listen. And if you're not into D&D or have never played, that's okay, because this game is based more on the storytelling and role-playing than it is on the strict rules of the traditional game. Find it on any podcast player for any device or listen directly from the website www.magicandsteel.com. That's S-T-E-E-L-E. Don't forget the last E for entertainment. We need to we need to move on. Not a whole lot important happens for Cave Man shenanigans, right? Um, I, I actually did write. Right, <laughs> Fred said. Oh, um, then they need to go investigate a boat because they find a map. Right, they find a map inexplicably. <laughs> oh, thank no, God! I thought it, it was, was something. It was in Velma's skirt, guys. <laughs> the scientists were like, "Hey, I'll leave this." Village. She was very likely doing something erotic with that map. <laughs> God. Okay, this brings us to our next segment: most fuckable Velma moments. <laughs> uh, mine was when she was. Huggy, or she was skidding bow-legged around that ice cube. <laughs> Ooh, spoilers. Okay, oh. we'll get... So, was so the map leads to... Our show is just all over the boat. place. We're usually a lot more organized than this. <laughs> the map leads points to a boat offshore, and I think it was a crash boat, right? No. It was just... It was a boat that was held down by the anchor clearly Ooh. made for it, which will be important Who in the next... A map. To a boat. Also, another that, very valid question. And in hindsight, the map wasn't very useful. <laughs> like, who no. had the map? It, only one guy needed it. Um, and then Fred says, uh, as I wrote, Fred sends the third wheels to their death, makes time with Daphne. <laughs> I was just about to have an interjection. He is <laughs> a Fred Flash. Yeah, he is literally saying, "Hey, the most, the weakest people on this team." Go out to that boat to die. Uh, me and Daphne are going to walk somewhere clearly. Because what did they accomplish in the time they were on that boat? When they come back, nothing's changed. They did nothing. Fred is like, I am not getting myself in danger. I am going to send the ugly people there. <laughs> hey, uggos, go off to die. Okay, so we get to the ship, and they find an ice machine on it. Uh... Well, they're first locked in there. They say, is there anything... We have to keep an eye out for anything weird. And then the door slams shut behind them. And they're locked in. And it gets locked in. And uh, then the ice machine turns on in the least dramatic death <laughs> trap I've ever seen. Yeah. The, the ice machine can't have that much fucking water. <laughs> did, they, did they say there was no off switch on that machine? Because I don't remember no, them they looking. Didn't, they didn't even try. <laughs> they were especially dumb. Okay, um, so this brings me to my next segment. Sco- Scooby Snacks are actually um, calcified PCP. I had that written down too. It was Scooby <laughs> Snacks make him smart? Uh, I don't believe in the previous 19 episodes they made him smart. I thought it said if you do something to help us live or unmask this guy, you will get this. Yeah. This time they give it to him up front. So oh, he yeah. should just be like, no. So it's like a brain pill. Uh, clearly. Limitless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Came here first. We're coming for you, Bradley Cooper. Well, Limitless is, is going to get sued by Hanna-Barbera for copying all that good stuff. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so then... 
uh, using the ice blocks, they get out. No, oh, wait, no, there's Scooby. a key on the other side. Yeah, that was a confusing sequence. Instead of breaking the door down with the giant ice box thing, uh, what actually happens is the ice box gets incinerated by the door, disappears entirely, and it's a man-sized ice cube. And the key falls out of the keyhole on the other side of the door. Scooby <laughs> reaches his dog paw under the door, grabs the key, the, unlocks the door. Velma says, wow, we're really lucky that key worked. Yeah, the key I, that was in the door they were using, yeah. she says, we're lucky that key worked. And I want to point out, we only see the door opening from the outside because they're too lazy to have the whole animation of a hand putting a key in. Yeah, I also want to point out that another point out is Velma looked out a window to see the door. There are windows. There are giant ice blocks. Use your brains! <laughs> okay, then they to get back to shore, they have to hop on a giant ice block, and they have Shaggy paddling with a 2 by 4 Interjection again. That you are on a usable boat. Sail that. Velma, you I'm have... I'm not sure a, I would know how to do that. Sail, Velma clearly does. Okay, why aren't there any, like, crew members on this boat? You would think that they would be like, hey. They're all murdered by the caveman. Yeah, no, they are dead. <laughs> this is like a giant, like, ocean cruiser. <laughs> so, so, okay, so, we... <laughs> Continuing we, on. We are led to believe on this boat that, that Velma's bright idea was to take an ice block, have Shaggy paddle it to the shore. I have a I have a quick injection. While they're on the ice block, uh, Vel- Shaggy's complaining, and Velma says, "Now is not the time to get cold feet." And Shaggy's exact quote is, "It's not cold feet I'm worried about." Is he talking about his dick? He is because indeed. he's sitting on the ice block, and, and both of them are completely just bow legging it around this thing like a horse. So you'd think their generals would be frozen solid. Shaggy will not be having any children ever. Which is probably for the best, and he probably had so much cocaine and weed. I imagine the weed killed all his sperm. Oh, yeah. Scientifically speaking, I assume that happens. So, yes. uh, Very weird choice what to do. Also, that boat probably had some wood they could have floated on instead of a giant ice cube. Just throwing it out there. I have seen Titanic. Yeah, I was going to say, Titanic can't support, or the driftwood can't support more than two people, I feel like. Get three pieces of... Then, I Damn it, you got me. Um, they had all the time, the boat was not sinking, they had all the time in the world to just do anything else but what they did. Okay. Uh, so, guys. We're to the third arc. Uh, okay, um, this drink brings us into the dramatic finale where their big plan to catch the caveman is Scooby and Shaggy are dressed in giant fish mascot costumes. Giant, giant question mark on that. <laughs> they never really explain. I kind of well, they said it's to sneak up on him, but they're not trying to sneak up on him. They're trying to lure him out. Yeah, they right. think they get his attention. Yes, yeah, so they're, but they say that it's to sneak up on. They him. They do. If this What's more part, obvious than two giant fish costumes? If there was a part, if this was a part of Fred's plan, I am a hundred percent sure. I, I agree hundred percent with Chris's idea that he's literally trying to kill Scooby and Shaggy. We agreed on that. Like <laughs> getting these suits and locking your legs together so you can't run. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those freaking big no. cocks. Okay, me with the girls. Yeah. Fred yeah. is literally standing on a balcony. This guy. With a net. Oh yeah, that's the plan. You want to relay yeah, the rest of the I'm, plan? Clark wants to say something. Fred moment. No, yeah. Continue. Okay. Continue. Fred is. I, I know what you're gonna say. Yeah. I, Fred is standing on a balcony with the two girls. He's apparently it takes three of them 
to throw this freaking net, and Fred has to be one of them. And the plan is that Scooby and Shaggy run from a murderer. <laughs> they get his attention. They they poke in, him in giant. Okay, yeah. Going back just to just to make sure everyone understands. This caveman already tried to kill them once, looking completely normal. Why in the world are they in giant fish costumes? Very confining suit. <laughs> yes, the, the yeah, Fred is like, this is, yeah, Shaggy, get in this, get in this fish suit, Scooby, your dog, I'm sure this will work in a man fish suit. Uh, here. <laughs> uh, get on your hind legs, stop whining. Yeah. Now, go, go harass this caveman, run for your lives, and I and these two other people will toss this net down the perfect they time. They don't even have to toss the net. They just have to drop it. Yeah. They do spe- not have speaking to of which, Clark, take over from there okay. about what happens. There's two things I want to mention about this <laughs> net plan, Fred. Part one, they have zero visibility of when they're coming out of the door. Oh, absolutely. They are, they're running the opposite direction of where they should be seeing someone. Yeah. Go ahead. They can't, they can't fucking see the caveman or Shaggy. Maybe they'll hear coming. Scooby and Shaggy's death throws. <laughs> <laughs> and as the caveman casually walks out of the cave and maybe look at the blood dripping from his fucking club. If anyone if any one of our fans wants to photoshop Shaggy as Glenn being killed by Negan. Part two. Okay, this plan gets fucked up for one reason. Uh, Daphne falls off a balcony. <laughs> just by leaning forward. Just by leaning forward. Now, that's not the part that gets me. I think Fred drugged her, but okay, go on. <laughs> Mistakes happen, right? Yeah, Fred pushed her. You know who is super mad at this? Fred. He's like, you dumbass bitch. He looks at her with death in his eyes. You can see Actually, it. Actually, I believe the quote is... Oh, danger prone Daphne got us into this yeah. mess again. This dude is now pissed because he is about to be clubbed to death by a caveman, which he had just allowed Scooby and Shaggy to risk their lives for. Just saying. I would also be mad if a girl fell off the balcony and got us trapped under a net to be killed by clubbing. However, I would not have sent two other men to their deaths to get this plan going. And also, you were under no obligation to fall off the balcony as well, Fred. <laughs> yeah, Daphne goes, and Velma grips onto her, like, trying to save her. But then Fred just falls with them. Yeah. Like, I, 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 Sympathetic him. falling. <laughs> he's a very, he's an empath. Alright, so that trap fails, and they actually net themselves. But this just well, turns into actually, a Actually, I'd like chase. to back up for one second. Fred is clearly, judging by his biceps and shoulders, a strong enough dude to catch this razor-thin girl, Daphne. Well, he already held up both of them on the door frame when they were hiding from the Yes, he did. Oh, door. which actually, hold on, I will back up to another point about Velma, but Fred reaches over <laughs> to, he lets Daphne fall off and die. He was not going to save her. Backing up, Velma, who can't hold Daphne coming off that thing, earlier bench-pressed all of them, lifted them all up, and ran down a hallway faster than the caveman. Like, her bench must be, like, a thousand pounds, and which makes sense that she's always wearing a sweater, because she is ripped to shit. Fred probably makes her. He's like, you're buffer than me. Put on those long sleeves. Which, which leads us to our regular segment, Velma is a man. <laughs> Look at that hair. She looks like one of the Beatles. <laughs> she might be. They sing on their show all the time. <laughs> or Beatles ripoffs. 
you know. It did sound kind of like a Beatles cover to me. <laughs> it's neither here nor there. Um, then this is uh, Big Old Chase with the Beatles cover. I did get my second laugh of the episode. Scooby and Shaggy open a porthole where that says, Do not open, and there's just a bunch of water standing vertically. Magically, and, one would yeah, say. And, <laughs> I did write that it was mad. Water is magic. Filled with the rare, exotic, endangered fish. <laughs> and they jump in, and it just made me Although laugh. Although it the really water is the, the Sea World's fault for leaving a hatch unlocked, completely easily open, that says, do not open, and hope nobody, including children, will ever open this thing. <laughs> well, there's no guards. In there's the no the tourists. Exhibit. There's just no one around except for these two scientists, this caveman, and eventually a sheriff. I have a feeling that Professor Wayne and Professor Ingstrom are actually living in a derelict ocean land. That has not been running for years. Oh, it's oh. very Bioshock esque. Yeah, because no one else is there. This is their secret lab now. Yeah, if someone can mod in this shitty caveman into Bioshock, <laughs> put him over a brute splicer. That'd be awesome. Okay. Um. And finally, after this whole chase, the caveman falls into the giant clam exhibit. And he is stuck and goes, help me, help me. He's stuck by his balls. <laughs> That's why he's screaming. Oh, yeah, he no. finally oh, broke his silence. It's not like he's, his legs aren't pinched by the clam. His arm's not pinched by the clam. No, he is, like, sitting in his clam. Genitalia crushed to dust. Would they pull him out? His genitalia stays, more than likely. Yeah, they're still in the caveman costume with Scooby's dancing with him later. That's what always happens with a giant clam with my Oh, all right, and so they do they lasso him up? Yes, yeah. with a fishing line. There you go. Which, of course, well, it's strong enough to pull an ice block. Uh, Heals him out of his. I guess at least that's kind of and revealing Doctor Wayne. Wow! <laughs> Thank you for doing that every week. Since up to this point, Tyler. Thanks for driving over. You can go home now. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. oh, no. and, and now for who would like to explain Dr. Wayne's motive real quick <laughs> Okay, I would love to if nobody else wants to Chris, how are you? Right. take it away <laughs> the monster it's, motive favorite segment of the show it sounds even more insane when I say it than when he does but <laughs> his plan is okay, I've been working with this gentleman probably most likely for years I'm going to steal his invention he's been working on for years to and talk to fish, which is revealed. Obvi- like they, it's like they just discovered it, but it was very clear from the, the, the get-go that's what the thing did. I mean, he had enough time to learn how to speak dolphin. Oh, yeah, he did. No, he... So this man, instead of just instead of doing the, the smart thing, murdering his partner, taking his machine, and running away to a non-extraditable country, this man instead reads a newspaper, most likely about a caveman getting fallen overboard, recreates that by buying his own boat, launching it off this his boat. His own ice machine? His own ice. That makes hilariously large pieces of ice. Yes. His own caveman suit fit to exactly look like the caveman that fell yes. overboard. So the caveman rushes ashore. Uh, he counts on those those kids finding this caveman. Though, Count- I will say the map shows ocean currents from where the boat crashed to okay. the beach. C- Okay. Which is right by Now explain uh, this next point. He ca- explain this next point. He counts on the mystery kids bringing the Iceman <laughs> to SeaWorld instead of calling well, literally ocean land. anywhere land. else. Okay. That's a very good point. Though. So he plans on turning. Okay. So now that he's got <laughs> to this- a bunch of microbiologists, was it? Marine <laughs> Man, biologists. This is a bad idea. We forgot that the anthropology museum was right next door. <laughs> <laughs> so so the, like, the caveman ends up. 
of course, at the SeaWorld, uh, this, this man goes, oh, thank you, M- melts his own ice, gets into the frozen Iceman costume, gets into a shed, waiting for his friend to finish <laughs> talking to dolphins. <laughs> hoping, hoping... A shed that his friend runs into at yes, one point. Yeah, hoping... he doesn't kill him then. He might be knocked out. I don't know what he did to that man in a second. I assume he's waiting with the club. Dude runs in. Dude baseball swings at his face, knocking him out, then goes to murder the mystery kids. <laughs> yeah, okay, that makes sense. No <laughs> witnesses. Uh, it's like, now I have to kill these yep. damn kids. So now he's got to murder five kids. Okay. And, or four kids I'm and four kids and a dog. Did so, you guys see any other way into that shed from outside that shed? Because that motherfucker had to have snuck past him either in <laughs> or carrying a caveman costume. He probably just covered himself in a tarp. <laughs> That's true. When Scooby made a noise, uh, Dr. Engstrom said... Or maybe he was wearing said, a fish costume. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just a fish. Dr. Engstrom straight up says, oh, it must just be the wind when Scooby makes a noise. So, he's like... Like easy level NPC. Right. His ears are like tuned up so high so he can speak to dolphins <laughs> that he can't hear normal sounds. That makes sense. That's so that's ba- and in effect, his plan is murder his friend, murder the mystery crew, uh, to pretend to be gone because that was originally he was gone. Mm-hmm. I imagine leave the country, sell his thing to Russia, and be rich in somewhere else. That is straight up insanity. When he could literally just, like, patent this machine before he does. Yeah. And just make the money. Oh, yeah. Right. Legally. Uh, however, despite all these... So, he, this is explained to a nameless, soulless sheriff who arrives. Voice. Also, like, what's the voice actor voice? Both of these people would make a ton of money if they just patented this thing together. Because they've oh, clearly yeah. both been working on it. Oh, clearly. But he's that greedy that he has to have it all for himself and not split it with literally one other Oh, yeah. Person. No. He would, they would have both been bazillionaires. But other than that, the sheriff then arrests him for what? He, so far, what we've attempted seen. Attempted murder. We don't know attempted murder. <laughs> for, <laughs> for, <laughs> fraud? For, yeah, maybe fraud. Um, he maybe aggravated assault for chasing him with a bat. But he never hits anyone. Maybe the doctor in that shed. We don't know. We don't. He never. Attempt he chases some people steal? around. Basically, he's being charged with dressing up in a costume and running around scaring people because that's what the show has made you to believe. Or he's charged with five account, no six counts of attempted murder. No, I'm sorry, five counts of attempted murder, one count of criminal damage to property for Scooby because he's a dog. <laughs> and, and then, and then that would, and that would explain. What about talking dogs? They're not people. I think we've seen Ted too. No, they're not people. Um. And then, okay, well, that's that's a major plot point for you viewers. Um, and then that would justify Fred saying that, "Hey, Shaggy, go to kill yourself with my plan." <laughs> Fantastic synopsis. That was Thank you. Really good. Thank you so much. I mean, um, is there anything else before we want to get to our break, guys? So much. Um, well, real quick, I they did give a clue at the beginning to which scientist it was. There was a great clue in this episode. Did anyone catch it? That actually very clearly points out which scientist was the villain. Very early on. The one that said, oh, that Ocean Streams is going to bring the ice cube over here. Close. When they show the hand turning on the heater, it is they zoom in on the hand and it's wearing a green coat. Then when it cuts back to both scientists who both magically move there, <laughs> and uh, Dr. Wayne, who is the bad guy, it 
he says, oh, I'm working late on these notes. And the camera zooms in on his hands, showing he's wearing the same coat. So it's like a monk episode with how well, subtle it is. I did not catch that. Yeah, Can't maybe this is a little deeper than you guys thought. Well, I was assuming that hand was to somebody else because of the pan. Yeah. <laughs> um, the bad animation <laughs> kind of covers it. But. just got lazy. They're like, I have the green marker out. Green. <laughs> also very possible. Uh, Alright, and I believe that ends the synopsis. Okay, well, we're going to be right back uh, with our segment. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I do have some quick trivia. The Scooby-Doo Wikia lists 24 clues in quotation marks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they deserve the quotation marks. Yeah, that much. there was not 24 clues. They list props. They say the key is a clue. In Are you what? on there? Could you uh, scroll yeah, possibly? Yeah, I can, I can look at that. Right a right. whole segment marked clues. <clears throat> in what way is the key a clue? I don't think they know what a clue is. A oh, clue? Uh, fun fact. In Hungarian, it's Felamentes Fagios Fraz. That's formidable frozen fright. You're welcome. <laughs> also, Fred loves alliteration. He says every word he says is like fro- the frozen fiend floating, frolicking, slinging <laughs> slasher. Yeah, no, he's all right. Shall we look at the clues? Let me just roll through them. Ice making machine, ocean chart, hot dogs, bread slices, ice cubes, Scooby snack, cavemen's place, mystery yeah, radio, mystery and bread slices. There was bread Jaggy's slices. fishing rod, Scooby's. But that's not a toys house, electric heater, Professor Wayne's fur parka, telephone, marine life communicator, buckets, curtain, paper bag, trash can, blocks of ice, key anchor, and caveman costume. Maybe, Maybe they're, they're like collecting clues indiscriminately, and they're gonna sort out the important ones later. <laughs> sure, I think that's what they're doing. I'm like, talking about these any... are relevant items. Yeah. I have a different theory. I think it's any object that's not already been animated by the Hanna Barbera. I was people. exactly going to say it's anything with an outline that's not in the painted background. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, they're holding the sandwiches. That's a clue in Scooby Doo lingo. <laughs> Um, that's Teresa Trivia. The villain has the exact same appearance and voice actor as the villain two episodes ago. Which (laughs) really makes me hope that they're evil twins. And the last piece of trivia, this is actually a cool one. This is the first use in Scooby-Doo history of a villain saying, meddling kids. Whoa. Yeah. A little piece of history we just watched, guys. All right. Before then, they just said those fucking bastards. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, uh, Jonathan and Hannah, how about we market this to kids instead? And it oh. always ends that gets cut is where Fred goes, damn it, I'll kill Shaggy and Scooby next time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, before I was tempted to about that theory, but now I'm all on board. <laughs> and going forward, we have something to look forward to. <laughs> All right. Um, does anyone have anything to add before I wrap this up? I mean, for our first commercial break, right. before we go into the next sections episode, Jeeper, it's the Creeper. I mean, yeah, I thought we were going to do Tyler's daily segment or weekly segment, uh, the science of Scooby. But, you know, I guess we can, we can wait till next time. How can water be suspended vertically? Magic. All right. I actually did write water in Cohesive forces. All right. Capillary effect. All right, gang. Like zoinks, dude. It's our first commercial break. Remember to run away from your problems.
welcome back, Animorphs. <laughs> Come on, we do this every episode. Yeah, this is the final book. Come on, have we've some had, pride. We've had some fun on this show. We still haven't found the sound effect equivalent of transforming into an animal. Uh, we've tried many things. Um, sometimes crinkling paper bags. Stirring um, macaroni is a popular one. Yep, stirring macaroni. I've sawed, <laughs> I've sawed wood on this show to make it sound like we're transforming into Animorphs, but... We'll, we'll keep looking for our last one. Um, Granted, the viewers have been pretty silent on the subject. They, they have been. Nobody's given us a good answer, so we're going to keep doing what we normally do, which is this. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> rightfully disgusting, like I say every week. <laughs> our last episode, guys. It's been fun. Yep, um, what a ride. This is yep. episode 54 of the right. Animorphs podcast. A fun fact, my least favorite book in the entire series, and I cannot wait to bitch about it with all of you. Is it your least favorite because it's the end, and this book has surprised and impressed us, and is even better when we're reading it as adults uh, and not as preteens? In fact, I, I tend to use the words, ruin the series, but... <laughs> But a, hey, a regular uh, Dark Knight Rises. Of oh, one could say more like if you threw in Batman vs Superman at the end of the, the Nolan trilogy instead of Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> that's about how I feel about how this went down. So, as always, the plot synopsis. Rachel, how'd you get that name? I was Rachel. blowing through it, of course. Okay, wait for for first time viewers. You should definitely listen to the old episodes. But animorphs are essentially a bunch of kids who can transform into any animal, and they have a centaur best friend named Max. Yes, Uh, Alien Invasion, uh, they... Okay, in this last book, we're already... We're already at the point where the aliens, who are known as Yerks for you first-time learners, which why in the world would be listening to the last episode as first-timers, but whatever. Yeah, <laughs> aliens. Just, you know what I call a listener that's just listening to the last episode first? I call them a Yerk. <laughs> so, Yerks have invaded, <laughs> taken over everyone's minds in the world, not the Animorphs, because they're our heroes and they're awesome. Go Animorphs. Go up to the, uh, the, the main bad guy's ship. They're up there. Jake... Uh, the leader is like, we're going to freaking ruin this entire civilization of aliens. Flush flushes an entire tub of alien civilization down the tube. Because the Yurks, uh, they live in pools. Because they are just gross little slugs the size of, what, a finger? Uh... Yeah, about a, about a finger. So they can squirm in your ear. Um, the Animorphs have now rallied together an army, which they have of actually normal people not infected. The army is outside the, uh, we'll call it the uh, Star Destroyer. For uh, just for ease, uh, they're sitting outside the star destroyer. The army is there. They get eviscerated by this thing. All of them are dead. The distraction lasted all of like five minutes, I assume. Jake's up there. He's like, "I'm gonna murder all these yurks." Flushes them down the toilet. The yurks conveniently made a button to do that. <laughs> uh, Tony actually pointed that out earlier, which I think is hilarious. Cause I never thought about it like that. <laughs> that's like if we built a button. That's like. Hey, let's make the sun supernova. Yeah, no, yeah, not just even in case we need a reset. It's not <laughs> even like a nuclear bomb where you have to have two keys turned at the same time. It is a button that they kill their civilization with. But okay, so they do that. Jake barely feels bad about that, which is fine because they did try to kill him. Um, they're about ready to get up on the uh, get up on out of there. Uh, Rachel gets on the other ship where Tom is. Uh, Tom is Jake's brother, who's also evil and a yerk. Gets another ship. Jake's like, murder my brother as a bear. She turns from a fly to a bear. Murders him yeah. in, on screen. He's dead. He's dead. Rachel gets blown the fuck away by all the guards. She's dead. Everyone dies. 
the Animorphs win, Earth saved, everything's good. It's now, a happy is, is not a happy ending. Wait, why don't you like this ending? This sounds like a great ending. Like, it has a heroic saf- sacrifice, but a really good conclusion to the series. Yes, uh, but wait, there's more. What? I stopped reading mid-page. Oh, that would have been the smart thing. You are one quarter of the way through this book. So, <laughs> <laughs> so five years go by. I will blow past the crazy trial of the guy who tried, the alien who tried to murder a planet. Right. Who, okay. So there's a trial for that guy. Jake's now a war hero Though, and depressed. During the trial, they accuse Jake of being a war criminal because he killed what ten thousand Yerks in yeah, that yeah. giant flushing. Which yeah, I'm much trying. Less dramatic. Uh, yeah, no. So yeah, he murdered a whole bunch of murderers. He's a bad guy. Clearly, this other guy is just doing his job, right? So, so that guy, I don't even remember what happens to him. I think he got. Executed by box. He gets put into the purple box, which is oh, thank you, a Winston. prison made by the Andalites. Oh, you're right. Yes, uh, Winston is right. Purple for reasons unknown. I, I assume to I assume to humiliate him. Um, <laughs> the worst color. No. So the Andalites show up. They're like, "Hey, let's blow up Earth to make sure they're all dead." The Yurks, not the humans. Right. Axe and now free. Visitor 3, who is the bad guy, are like, no, it's safe, watch. And uh, Visitor, the free Visitor 3 moves his tail or something, and that convinces them, oh, he must not be evil now. So, they don't blow up the Earth, five years go by, Jake's a war hero, they have this trial, Cassie is like a veterinarian or some crap like that. Uh, She's actually the, um, she's advisor to the president. On... Alien affairs, because of course she is. So it's a little bit higher than a little veterinarian. Bit, a little bit, but I'll get into my opinion on that a little bit later. So Marco is now basically a pimp. He just bangs a bunch of girls and enjoys the money. Uh, Tobias is pretty much early. primarily a freaking bird now. Uh, he eats mice and stuff, and he hangs out with uh, cat, birds. Yeah, other birds. <laughs> uh, Rachel is still dead. Uh, there's a huge book talking about her death, but she is dead, in fact. Um, yeah, Axe is now uh, Captain Kirk aboard his own Freaking USS Andalite Enterprise. So, Axe is on a on a scouting mission or whatever. Finds basically a disappears. No one no one knows what happens to him, but he's he's gone. Jake hears about this from the Andalite whatever high command. Jake's like, "Yeah, I'm going." He calls together everybody but Cassie. He's like, Cassie, you better stay here and do your veterinarian stuff. This is really good content for people just getting into the series. <laughs> well, we told them to go back to the I first know, episode. I know. I know, I just wanted to point <laughs> Keep going, man. I'm just trying to blow through this, man. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> Goes... <laughs> gets on a spaceship. There's a lot to that. They all blast off, minus Cassie. So we've got Jake, Marco... Um, Tobias the bird, uh, and then two other random nobodies. They just introduced two characters. Yeah, we're blowing through them because I don't even remember their names. No, yeah, it's pointless. They just introduced two characters in the last half of the last They imply one's supposed to be, like, a love, love set piece for one of the two. I don't remember who. It doesn't matter because guess what happens? They, this is now, now we're, like, three quarters away through the book. They fly into space. They call up on screen a picture of Axe, who is now, like, a metal monster, who is also possessed by some other guy. Okay. Called the One. The One. And even me, more horrifying, he has a mouth. 
Yes. The uh, one I'm sorry. Andalites do not have mouths. Well, they well, talk telepathy. I mean, of course for they you know For you first-time users. Yeah. So, what book do you think for us? So, to, to preface for people who have not <laughs> read a book before this point, um, the centaur man. <laughs> the Andalites. The blue centaur man. <laughs> with antennae and no mouth who telecommunicates tele- with tele- tele- telepathy. We talk about this every week. <laughs> gets bored. I'm sorry. I'm just here for the video game thing, which we have still yet to do on episode 54. Oh, we are getting there. since the beginning to do the video game thing. And I told you we'll get to it when we get to it. <laughs> okay. So anyway, the, the, the blue centaur band gets bored by something that we have never met before called the one. Right. And is like, hey, uh, you're gonna get Borg too. And what? <laughs> what does what does Marco say to that? I actually don't remember. Though. Marco says, no, we're gonna hit the ship into the other ship. That's not Marco. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, no. Jake, really embarrassed yourself. Yeah, that was, that was humiliating. <laughs> Every week you're like, what, oh, Marco's such what, a great leader. Connor's, talking, su- what, Connor's such a great <laughs> comedic relief. This is what I'm talking about the video. What actually <laughs> happens is Jake, Jake, who is now on these with all his best friends, sees this other ship, turns to his, his team and is like, let's ram it. Hits the other ship, implies everyone, including the bad guy, hopefully dies. The End of the series. Except Cassie, who's... Oh, she's her. fine as a vet or something. Rest so, in peace. And Rachel's fine in heaven. All right, she's, yeah, she's <laughs> dead. So not everyone's Face dead. Heaven. We introduced a villain who was as quickly introduced as he was killed off. <laughs> and unclear what his motive was. Axis now dies, I assume, in terrible mental agony, seeing himself as a monster about to murder his friends. And then they ram him with a ship. Good job, guys. You saved the day. The end. Okay. For some reason, people didn't like that ending. Uh, I'm only giving an 8 out of 10. My harshest <laughs> review of the whole series. <laughs> <laughs> so I would like to go over one of my personal favorite segments of the show. What would you have done different? Uh, Winston, I'm going to pose a question to you first, which these will yes, all be different question. scenarios as always. Um, Winston, you are Rachel. And oh, I've had this fantasy many times, Chris. I know. That's why I chose you for it. You were the perfect man for the job. <laughs> <laughs> you are Rachel. Find a different way to kill Jake's brother that doesn't involve you getting instantly murdered. Or probably murdered before that had the guards actually been paying any attention whatsoever. And would you? And I am a, a bug, did you say, beforehand? You, are, you can either be a bug on her or you can be her talking to Jake planning this thing. To redo the entire plan. And I'm on the ship with... Uh, you could get there. Was it Tony? Tom. Tom. Tony. 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 <laughs> I can see it. Tony, Tony, why aren't you saying anything? <laughs> you, you usually talk so much during the other episodes. I'm more of a fan of 100 Beats for uh, Eddie McDowell. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, next week. That is true. Once <laughs> we do it by we- uh, every yeah, other no, week. He suffered through this show with us, so now we have to do his show. <laughs> Big he 100 get, episodes, guys. He didn't get 100 good deeds. He was like, he's a dog. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so, turning into a rhino. Sorry, Winston. Winston. I turned into a rhino. You turned into a rhino, and I guess murder him, and then get murdered. Okay. Would, good plan, Winston. I would charge, because rhinos have much better defense than a bear. They have much harder skin. Wow, that is about as dumb as the real plan that they had. <laughs> what is your plan? 
Maybe well, shoot I, the other ship with lasers yeah. from my ship. Okay. I'm, no, Rachel's on the ship. That's the no, problem. No, she wasn't, though. I was saying you can choose to be planning with Jake. Hey, should I get on this ship? Oh, oh, we're going that far. That's what I said. Oh. <laughs> well, how many poisonous, deadly poisonous animals exist? I assume a lot. A lot. <laughs> Why not turn into one of those? <laughs> <laughs> well, a like a very, small one. Ooh, a very, Turn into a black widow. Yeah, just actually, bite, a very good point. Him. Kill him. Yeah, a nice like brown recluse spider, maybe like a you know bullet ant. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. Tony. That, that was basically my plan. And, and then, can, yeah, go for it. Go right into it. Uh, so, so his, his plan is to turn into something very small. What are the limits of being an animal? Like we haven't read fifty four books today. Okay, you limits fool. are you have <laughs> how do you forget? <laughs> you have two hours in each animal form. If you last more than that, you will be stuck as an animal, as Tobias was. Everything else is fair game. You are in full control of the animal for the most part. For the most part, if you have a hive mind like an ant, you have to fight it every second because otherwise you kind of go insane. But to be fair, you have usually practice at at book fifty four. They're all pretty good at controlling that stuff. Okay, so here's here's my plan. <laughs> She was a fly. Right. Real small. Real small. You do have. Oh, you do you have to morph into human before each next. You morph, can't though. just be a fly above them, then go full elephant, as you know. Yeah, as I'm aware. <laughs> so, so, all right. Here's here's what you can do. You morph back into a human while you're inside his fucking ear canal. Oh, wow, oh, that wow. is brutal. <laughs> I don't know if you probably would survive that. I think. Well, see. They didn't set a limit for you expanding, right? So you just no. expand while you're inside his brain. Well, what about Davis? They trapped him in the plastic tube because at being a rat, he knew that he couldn't. Ex- if he expanded, he would just die. Fair point. However, Clark could expand, killing his brain, re-shrink, because they've done that before, into the fly and fly away, yeah. instantly killing them. That would just it would be very risky and very, very gross. Just morph into a different kind of fly. Easy peasy. I like Tony's fly instead of morphing into a fly, just start out as a bullet ant, run up, stab him in the throat as an ant, crawl off of him. No one has any freaking clue what just happened. I like it. I like it. I, yeah, no, Tony should be an animorph. Honorary animorph. Clark, next one's for you. I'm the bullet ant. <laughs> he only turns into gross stuff. Honorary animorph. Wait, wait. Next question of uh, what what would you do instead? Oh, that's what I do. Oh, no, of a, no, different, a, different, of a different situation. Okay. You get to start this one. Okay. Uh, you see your best friend on an opposite enemy ship as a mutant monster. You're on your ship. Go. Okay, so... And the alien monster says, if I touch you, I'm taking you too. So anything- Although he is on other ships, so the chance of him physically touching you seems a little low. Clark wants to go aboard and rescue him. So That's true. He's already an alien monster. Right. We, we gotta make a heroic sacrifice, right? Not everyone has to die, though. You have you have what four four people on that ship that can yeah. use animal powers, right? Um, this just goes back to my old plan with the <laughs> turning into a human thing. You don't do that though. You uh, you go over to their ship, you go to the engine, and you turn into a beluga whale. <laughs> <laughs> that is by far the best option that I could ever think of. <laughs> this is when we reveal that the C in Clark stands for. C.A. Applegate. That's right. He's the real writer of these books. Oh, I, I'm so sorry for the ending, guys. I, I, I thought it was good when I wrote it, but I was on a lot of mushrooms. And, uh, Tony, my vote is to go, sh- yeah. just, you know, 
How about we don't crash the ship first? <laughs> you know, the ship's got weapons on it that you yeah. can use, and then maybe, you know, the ship's just as good at ramming after that. <laughs> you know, Very fair point. The original plan, you know, I could see it, but maybe after a couple lasers. <laughs> Excellent point, Tony. I uh, I would agree with you, and that was also that was my original thought. Was there deflector shields in this? Universe? The, the the rules on the rules on ships. ships were very vague <laughs> as far as shields go. Yeah, you have to read the expanded universe. Books. Yeah, they have some expl- explanation, but it's pretty much all plot device based. Like they have the shields if it's convenient. They don't if it's not. Oh. I imagine this sh- this ship probably wouldn't because she's like they all need to die, <laughs> and she kills them all. Uh, that's that's pretty much it. the other question to everyone would be how to better end this book which is the answer is any other way <laughs> I would end in the first quarter I'm a, oh I'm yeah Rachel dying is good one of the Anmors like making the sacrifices absolutely good. um and then just them finally getting a reward I mean they're just a bunch of kids they worked so hard and they need oh yeah a satisfying conclusion. <laughs> These kids are scarred for life. Let's well, be they're dead you now. You know the book so. covers PTSD and having to deal with their war crimes, Tony. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of your favorite subjects you bring up week after week. <laughs> so, why are you laughing? <laughs> and Clark, for uh, for you, uh, we would like to discuss as a funny final conclusion to our podcast. Um, Clark, the video game, The Animorphs, uh, what, what rating do you give that? Oh, they made a video game? Oh, man, I got so much to talk about this video game. Okay, I've been no, waiting. okay, we might have to cut this. I've been waiting for... <laughs> Thanks, that's been our time tonight. I, I've been waiting for, like, like, uh, how many episodes? 54? Listening to Legion of Rob. I mean, did you guys hear what happened to Dragon Face this episode? <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so oh, sick of him. Cut off some more hands. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that transformation into a woman was kind of extraordinary. But and really, Lenny's done it like 14 times. You know what? His role playing really <laughs> took off during that segment. Yeah, he finally learned to love. I'm a woman. <laughs> <laughs> the voice change was very easy. <laughs> Obviously, you know that didn't happen. Uh, this was uh, April Fools. Gotcha, nerds. Yeah. They listened to an hour. I'm pretty sure they were like, "Oh, within the first <laughs> second. If, if you got to this point, though, I'm so sorry. I'm assuming that they thought they just clicked the wrong show and they enjoyed it so much they stayed to the end. <laughs> That's probably true. Um, I don't know if we're gonna have any shout. No, we don't have any shouts. Uh, because this yeah. is a very special episode, which we are recording the outro for now instead of <laughs> several months this later. This is where we record our B-sides that nobody listens to. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so if you want to listen to actual Dungeons & Dragons podcasts, go to legionofrenalp.com, that's R-E-N-L-B, or go to our iTunes page, and that's there as well. And if you liked this or hated this, let us know. Especially if you liked this, like like this, and you want us to actually do a Scooby Doo podcast full time, that'd be great. I really enjoy it. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Do it. <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> At Legion Arena on Twitter. Use use the hashtag Scooby Doo Rock sixty nine. Do me, do me, do. 
<laughs> All right, I think that's everything. Um, Tyler, thanks for coming as always. Uh, I, had, I had a part. Yeah. <laughs> Our producer <laughs> Tyler Rolf was in this episode. You want to wrap it up with a good Scooby Dooby Doo? Scooby Dooby Doo. Identical. <laughs> it's like a dog's in the room. <laughs>Looks like we've got another mystery on our hands. He went into that spooky-looking old house. They always do. Don't tell me you're scared. Me scared? <laughs> like, don't be silly. <laughs> then why are you biting Scooby's nails?